Hello, and welcome to Co-Oppo Mode, a couple's opinion on gaming. I'm Matt. And I'm Rose. And hello, welcome back. New nice to see you. week, new game. <laughs> new game, new game, new game. Oh. Look at what you've done to me. I know, I get you excited to try something new. Yeah, well, Even though you kind of hate it when you actually do it for like <laughs> for like the first day, it's always like, what the hell? It's very rare, like Vampire Survivors, you're like, okay, I'm kind of into this right away. Oh, no, I got into that real fast. <laughs> but uh, most of the time it's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then like the next day it's like, I guess it's okay. <laughs> I actually think it's done really well. It's okay. You have any ideas? I don't. That's why I'm excited to hear what it is, because I don't know what it's going to be. Okay. What's it going to be? It could be anything. So part of the reason I picked this is because the new Pokemon game just came out. Woo! Pokemon! And uh, We bought Violet. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you and Joe are very big Pokemon heads, and I am a big Pokemon head myself, but man, I'm starting to feel like... Like, I'm an old hipster, because I'm kind of like my old ones better sometimes. We met a real Pokemon fan yesterday. Yeah, uh, and she buys both versions, and she gets everything for herself, which I I had to ask her, like, if you could, like, fully completed Pokedexes? She's like, a few times. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say how many hours I have in it. I'm like, you don't need to talk about that if you don't want to. And also, I have some mad respect for you because even I have hammed out on Pokemon, I never really quite fill out the Pokedex. Even with the newer games, I love and appreciate how you can trade online randomly so that you can have a chance to do that. It got close in Shield, Pokemon Shield, but it takes... It takes a, what's the word? A lot of grinding. Discipline. <laughs> yeah, to an extent. To finish, completely fill out that Pokedex. Yeah, I filled Those out... Those are real Pokemon fans. I filled out the the locals a few times. I, I think the last time I did was maybe Sun and... Or X and Y was the last time I filled oh. out the like local sure and i'm like you i usually i i I try to catch everything i can and level up what i have but i don't like local is one thing that's that's the the national everything which is like what a thousand pokemon or something now i'm don't quote me on that but it's a lot i know it's over 800 (laughs) (laughs) and that's a hell of a lot of pokemon that's why we're getting pokemon now like the new pig one what's it called Oh, uh, Lechonk. Yeah, I love it so much, but it's so stupid. But it's so cute. And its name is Lechonk. I love it. A sophisticated pig. For sophisticated people. Lechonk. Lechonk. (laughs) So, because I know that that came out, I was like, you know what? I want to pick a game, again, that's pretty easy to get into and jump in and try a little bit. And, like, that... I feel like you can get deep enough into to have a good opinion on. Okay. You know? So I picked Nobody Saves the World. Which, funnily enough, I was just playing earlier today because I found out there's DLC for it. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, It's essentially kind of a dungeon crawling RPG in the vein of the Diablo games almost. You're kind of almost isometric top down. Yeah. And you're moving around and you're attacking mobs of enemies. Except it's not... A, a loot grinder like Diablo is. It's more about leveling up and using 
your abilities to the fullest. I looked up a couple times and I saw it and I really liked the art style of it. Yeah, the cute cartoony 2D art. A lot of people kind of praise it. It's like it's like an old like cartoon cartoon kind of artsy style. Like yeah. it's kind of fun, it's kind of goofy. This game was developed and published by Drinkbox Studios. They come out okay. of Toronto, Canada, so our neighbors in the north. <laughs> and they're best known for the Guacamelee games, which <laughs> Are, I haven't played myself because they originally they were I think uh, do you just have avocados that fight <laughs> until they turn into guacamole? <laughs> uh, said, yeah, I just no. made a game. <laughs> Essentially, it's a luchador inspired Metrovania brawler. You said luchador, way. and I was like, I was not far off. No, you were pretty close. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely so you play as like these luchadors, and it's it's Metroidvania in the sense that like. You're, it's all 2D up and down. You're running around, but it's it's not so much shooting as it is brawling and fighting. And I've you really are avocados that fight. No, no, okay. no, no. You're people. Okay. Yeah. You're not <laughs> I got really excited. You're, you're luchadors. That's not. That's not. <laughs> you can have luchador avocados. It's a video game. Okay. Maybe there is an avocado unlock. I don't know. My imagination is going wild. <laughs> I've, I've seen videos of this. It looks fun. <laughs> it was a PlayStation exclusive for quite a while. And, you know, I just, I haven't got around to trying it out. You know, it, it gets hard. You know, there's so many games that come out sometimes to keep up it's, with them. It's hard being you. But I, de yeah, I definitely <laughs> have heard good things. And I definitely really enjoy uh, Nobody Saves the World. Okay. It was originally, uh, Nobody Saves the World was released January 2022 for PC and Xbox. So it just came out this year. Um, and I played it right when it came out because I saw a bits of it. And I'm like, this is this is my jam like yeah. already. Uh, it just came out April this year for PlayStation, Nintendo Switch. So it's out for all major consoles. Everybody. And currently, this is the Metacritic reviews, which is kind of interesting. The PS5 is sitting at 76 and the Nintendo Switch is sitting at 84. Oh, that's a pretty big and difference. And the PC and Xbox is sitting at 79. So I guess you could say it's averaging like 79, 80. Interesting. But isn't it funny? Sometimes I think it's... And I don't want to be mean. Like, look, I love all consoles. I'm happy to play PlayStation, There's a difference Nintendo. between Nintendo players and the rest of the world. Yeah, like they love this cartoony. And to be honest, like Sony has some great first-party exclusives, the big AAA games, the God of War, and stuff like that. And yeah. I think people that gravitate to those those type of mature AAA games might look at this and think it's a kiddie game. Yeah. You know what I That's mean? That's understandable. Um, when you're on Nintendo... I mean, Nintendo, it's like looking at Slime Rancher. You're like, this is for babies. This is a baby game. Yeah. I literally said that, it jokingly, in a fun way, because I still really liked it and wanted to play it. And I wanted to try it. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I get why the looks of something can deter people but that doesn't speak for the actual gameplay it can actually look cute but be super complicated yeah and it's uh, that's why generally speaking and i will will say this right now i don't always care about the art in the game like if it's stylized or if it's low poly as long as the art isn't detracting from the gameplay, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. That's it. It can look like anything. As long as I know what I'm looking at, I know what I'm playing, I'm fine. It's very rare that I ever come across a game that's like, 
I feel like this art is actually like it's actually making the game worse. Oh, listen to him! Your art is crap. Well, it's not so much art. <laughs> I would say just graphics. No, like, I Sometimes get it. it's like you could have tried just a little bit better. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But I'm almost always willing to give it a try before I make a judgment on that, and that's why I always laugh at people like making judgments. I remember when Wind Waker came out, and it's like we all wanted that super cool Ocarina of Time new graphics on GameCube, and they come out with Wind Waker, and like I was like, oh man, like why did they do this to us? And then I played the game, and that was the game I was like, okay, I'm never judging a game by how it looks at first ever that again, was the one. because that's is one of my favorite Zeldas. It's so good. It is a lot of fun. There's a lot to it. It's really deep. The mm-hmm. gameplay and and honestly, like it, I think that was a style that really grew on people. Yeah. And yep. you know, um in retrospect, you're like, oh that cartoony look was so cool on yeah. the enemies and the landscape around you. Wind Waker got a bad rap, but it was a really, really well done game. I do, however, sympathize with wanting on that new Game Boy con- or GameCube console, like, oh my gosh, a new Zelda game! Like, it's gonna look even more badass than I think Ocarina the hard of Time. Part was they had a demo for a Zelda game and it looked super realistic at the time, so oh. it was kind of like a, a bait and switch. Like, this is how good a Zelda game can look because they were showing this is sure. how good the GameCube can look, and then we get. Wind Waker that graphics. It's like, what style. happened? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, it was still done well, and there's a difference there. And Like, I, I know it was a oh, cartoon yeah. style, but it was still oh, well 100%. done graphics. I think that it was just kind of a victim of the time, because during that time, there was such a drive in the industry to, we have to make it look more realistic. We have to yes. make it better. That was Xbox, when it really started. 360, well, at PlayStation 3 at the time, it's got to look amazing. And I think since... That generation, since we got into the Wii and Wii oh U God, generations after Wii. Oh, and, Nintendo. Well, Wii was good. You're, no. you're always complaining about the Wii U. Wii U sold amazing. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I that you're getting mixed they up. They both sucked, but I get them mixed up because they both Don't suck. lie. Blasphemy. Anyways, <laughs> they, I think after the 360 generations, when we got into Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and such, that people were like, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to have a game not look perfect like look realistic and then we've gotten more stylized games that can be just more enjoyed and this is kind of one of those it's stylized i mean you gotta look at cuphead that, that there's oh, a style hand drawn like, everybody loves it it's so cool it's fun to have games look different we yeah. don't need to see the hair on every character's head in every <laughs> game that's cool and all yeah. but it's just not necessary sometimes so some uh getting back to our game <laughs> we're getting distracted but i it's good i like it <laughs> Uh, Drinkbox Studios, originally they had made a, a couple games. They're, you know, a smaller game company. They came up with the idea for Guacamelee and they were trying to get it published. And there's like weird different ways you publish things depending on PlayStation or Xbox. Like there's a lot of different weird nuances to how you get on the platform sometimes. Uh-huh. Sony, the deal Sony came with them at first, they were like, that's not good enough. So they start going to X, try and go to Xbox and PC and trying to figure out like if we can get a better deal. And they were in the middle of trying to get there. Sony realized like they're putting this game out. They're showing it off at the Expos. Everybody's really talking about it. They came back with a way bigger offer, way more than they could actually do for their publisher fund, which 
how they went around it was they were like, I want you to make it for our PlayStation Vita and for the PlayStation. So that way it was like two separate games and they could give the max for both. So oh, they got okay. twice the max amount because Sony's like, I want you to make it for that. And they're like, that's a good enough deal. And then they went oh, and did good it. good for them. And I was like, that's, I like that. Like you're confident enough that you have a good game and it's going to come out. Like it just is wonderful. Nobody Saves the World, according to Drinkbox, was actually inspired by The Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, interesting. Which I was like, how does this happen? Yeah. Uh, it, I get The Legend of Zelda walking around the overworld is kind of very reminiscent of the original Zelda and the SNES Zelda, like the 2D uh-huh. isometric ones. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, though, was it was the job system that inspired them. And I actually understand that because you had to do certain things to unlock new jobs for your characters. Like you would have to level up certain jobs or get certain abilities with certain jobs and that would unlock like a new type of mage or a new type of warrior and stuff like that okay so they mixed those two together and they made nobody saves the world a lot faster paced than final fantasy tactics for sure and microsoft actually convinced them to add the online multiplayer because there is multiplayer in this game oh cool and how quick rundown before we go any further how the multiplayer works in this game is whoever is the main single player save file I can jump in and out at any time. You start your game, I can grab a second controller, press A, I'm in the game. And I have access to all your skills and abilities. And I can actually help you complete quests and level up. So it's just a really nice feature. Our son played it a little bit back when it first came out. And I just jumped in his game to, to test out the waters. And it's really nice. I can set up my character how I want with whatever he has unlocked and what I'm doing helps him in every way so if you really are like wanting to quickly level everything up you could use two characters with different abilities and different characters to really like maximize your leveling up not that you have to but (laughs) and also it's just it's always been praised for the amount of customization you can do in this game yeah it really suggesting you try out customizing all the time and you kind of have to for certain parts and the just the cartoony style we're talking about it's a fun art style right Mm -hmm. so i'll kind of get into just talking about my experience i think for me it's such a good game play loop for me personally and i know like uh I just, I love unlocks and unlocks that feel useful. That's, I think that's the key. Like if I unlock like a, here's a 2% increase to, you know, your jump power, that means nothing to me. Well, not even (laughs) that. I, when you say unlocks that are helpful, I mean, sometimes in games you get unlocks that are like, you got a new picture in the gallery. So if you have nothing else to do today, (laughs) go to the gallery and look at a picture of the character that you're playing as. Nobody wants that. Don't even put that as an unlock, please. You unlocked a new song for the media player that you can only access off the main menu and you can't use it during the game at all. (laughs) Those kind of unlocks should burn in a garbage can like i just oh yeah even a two percent jump is somewhat useful compared to those so essentially this game you start as this character and he's just kind of this white blobby looking humanoid called nobody he can't remember his name you wake up in a shed so you start going on this adventure and eventually you come across a wand that lets you change forms the first form you get is a rat 
you have a little bite attack. <laughs> and as a rat, you also like poison creatures as you attack them. Sweet. And With your germs. Yeah, you, you start as this rat. You have a poison attack, a bite, and you have, like, a really strong, like, gnaw attack that heals you. So it gives you a good, like, you think, oh, it's just a rat. But it's actually a pretty good viable character to start with. Rats are terrifying. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Especially swarms of them. Yeah. Uh, But the cool thing of this game is how they do it, how you level up the classes is it gives you class specific quests so it'll be like do so much damage with this ability on this character break wards on enemies with this character these kind of wards it's and as you do i know that sounds wild but as you do it it gives you experience you level up your character overall which just upgrades all your stats for all the forms you um, upgrade the character form itself which gets you new abilities and new things you can do. That doesn't sound wild to me. I know there's another game that I've played that I really liked that was like that. And I'm trying to think of what it is. Oh, really? Yeah. I got to think about it. But I know I've played something really similar and I enjoyed it a lot. Where where you got to level up that class. Yeah. Specifically. And you do it over and over again, kind of. Yeah. So the, the cool thing about this is as you, once you, usually once you level up, a form to a certain rank, yep. it unlocks the next forms in the tree. Right. And then it's like, okay, I gotta go try this out. Well, eventually you start getting quests, which is like, hey, use the knight's slice attack and heal yourself with the rat's gnaw attack. Mm-hmm. And so you can mix and match. So every form you have has an inset passive ability and an inset basic attack ability that builds your mana to use your other forms abilities. And once you start leveling everything up, you can just mix and match. You can... Oh, man, it's so hard. That sounds fun. It's crazy. It's so cool. You can make such interesting combinations. Like, okay, I enjoyed the zombie was a fun character you get. Mm -hmm. And the zombie has a bite that causes creatures to become infected. And then when they die, they turn into more zombies. And you, like, build a horde as you're going through. But here's the thing. Zombies, as familiars, lose their health pretty quickly and they'll eventually just die and pop. Well, the Necromancer has a passive ability that any of your basic attacks heal your familiars. Oh, okay. Yep, and he has an ability to summon little, like, little demon imps. And so you mix those two together, summon demon imps, you uh, keep biting with the infected, and then you just attack, and you just create this huge horde of, like, demons and imps that you just plow through everything... It's it's ridiculous, and you just keep it up because you keep healing everything. And there's even uh, the monk has a skill that heals himself and his allies too. You can mix in there, so you can like make an army, or you can make um a form that uh, the robot has plated armor. So anytime he gets attacked, it damage reflects back at his enemies. Mm-hmm. So you could just make a thing that just wades into a group of enemies and then uh, there's a healing lamp you can use. So you just heal yourself as everything dies as it the healing lamp hurts them, heals you, and they attack you and hurt themselves. And you can create these very fun, interesting combinations. And some of the character class or form, sorry, the form quests will suggest to try these things. But there's still more that you can figure out on your own that can be incredibly useful. And how they... The other way that they gatekeep the forms is that there's big dungeons you have to hit. 
There's all these dungeons all over the land, everywhere. And so you can go into any one, and each time the layout's a little different. The enemies will be the same, and the uh, modifiers to the dungeon will be the same. But the map layout's always different every time you come in, which is nice because it kind of keeps it a little fresh every time you do it. Mm -hmm. But there's always usually one or two big dungeons you have to go in and complete. And when you complete a big dungeon, always unlocks the next, like you get the next tier of forms that you can get. So even though you got the forms leveled up, that's also pushing you forward. So not only are you trying to do all these quests, you're trying to do the story quests. To get more for like it's this cycle of like I gotta keep going I gotta build my best out like best thing I can build. Oh, this is getting me <laughs> pumped just listening to you talk about it. This sounds really good. It it is, uh, and like I said, this this game just like hooked me like so hard <laughs> so fast. And I remember when it came out, I played this thing hard until I beat it. And then I just recently learned that they came out with some DLC that's got two new forums. I'm kind of playing around with that. I haven't unlocked new forms yet, but it's a mechanic and a killer bee. <laughs> but it, it's funny. Like, there's a ghost. There's a turtle. There's a mermaid. There's a magician. Like, stage magician. Oh. <laughs> and one of your abilities is pulling rabbits out of your hat. White rabbits. But every so often you pull a white tiger as a familiar. And it's, oh, like, cool. super strong. And it's so interesting that... You never know what you're going to get. A snail. A snail is one of the creatures. And I was like, okay, this is going to be kind of lame. And then you play as him and it's like, actually, his abilities are pretty bomb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is was so dumb that it works so well, but it does. It's another one of It's just so perfect and hooking you. It keeps progression hooks. Yes. The cartoon is fun. And then trying all these different things out is fun. And then when you... Like, eventually get to a point where, like, okay, I got all the form quests I can do right now until I do the main dungeon. Then you can make, like, the most ideal mix of a form. That you want. Yeah. And so you'll come into a, a map. It's like, you need slashing and light damage. And it's like, okay, well, what do I have? And then you kind of put the pieces together to right. try to make the most useful thing. And not only can you level up the forms, you get upgrade tokens to level up the specific attacks and passive abilities. So like ones you like, it's like, this is my main run. This is my main thing that will run me through all my normal stuff. You kind of level those up to max first, usually, because then you always come sure. back to that, right? Uh, it it gets me pumped up actually talking about it. It's kind of yeah, fun. It sounds really good. It sounds... Um, I like games where you can kind of do your own thing mm -hmm. while following the game and it sounds like a good mixture of that and it's fun there's a lot of humor in the game you kind of have like this uh i guess you could call him a rival that keeps coming in and trying to like stop you <laughs> a pokemon rival sort of but he keeps <laughs> battle me he's just like making mistakes and getting hurt so every time you see him he's like he's got an arm cast and his hair is disheveled and then he's like hobbling with a with a cane and like he just gets worse and worse throughout oh, the no. game and you like at first you're like okay you're kind of a douche like i don't care and then at the end it's like okay i'm kind of feeling bad for you now <laughs> man you really suck at life so yeah. Oh, yeah, it's kind of rough. But, like, yeah, you get, like, these... <laughs> there's, like, a thieves' <laughs> guild, and they're all just a bunch of weirdos. Like, all these characters are just oddballs, and oh, they pass... So it's kind of fun to just see what happens. This game sounds really good. I think you'll really like it. And I think, like I said, this is something you can jump in, play for a while, and enjoy. And, like, if you want to go back to Pokemon and pay attention to that. But you can always jump right back in, and it's like, 
okay, like, you got a quest list. This is what I got to go do. I'm excited that we got the new Pokemon game, but if I'm going to be honest, I have not finished Arceus, and so I'm a little reluctant to start Violet. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like if I start Violet, I'll never finish Arceus, and I want to finish it, because I'm enjoying it. Like, I, I did get a chance to play a little bit more yeah since that's fine it's not like the game's gonna go anywhere no it also (laughs) gives our son a chance to ham out on it because he's doing his thing yeah so he'll ham out on it for a while and then yeah i'm okay with that you made me wait to play rcs anyway so okay okay i'm learning (laughs) self-control one day at a time i'm becoming zen i'm centering myself (laughs) i'm trying (laughs) it only works for so long (laughs) before i blow (laughs) uh so how excited you feeling i think a nine yeah it sounds right up my alley it sounds really really fun i think it'll be i feel a little spoiled like you're giving me some really easy gimmies lately yeah i i (sighs) I mean, I, I didn't love Grounded, but man, Vampire Survivors, I was like, ooh. You know, it, it's such a challenge looking through my list and trying to think of what to make you play. Because there's like some that I'm like, okay, I want to see what she thinks about it. Yeah. And I don't know if you're going to love it. But I also like, I, it's always a balance of like, what do we got going on? What do we, how much time do we have? How like... I have like this com- complicated like mathematical algorithm going on in my head every time I pick and it's like, I'm not sure exactly. And then I finally like, <laughs> okay, this is the one. Like I have like a panic day and then it figured it out. <laughs> but I'm glad you're excited. Yeah, I'm pretty, well, pretty stoked. I'll, I'll stop blabbering and uh, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Let's go try it out. Bye-bye. Welcome back. We've had some time with Mr. Nobody, and uh, let's see how you feel about saving the world. I like being nobody. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things. Uh, This game started off perfect for me. This is my kind of game, the way it starts. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) It's great. The game has you playing immediately. There's no cutscenes to watch. There's no gameplay explanations really beforehand. But the game has that perfect way of explaining controls as you go and need more things. It doesn't overwhelm you. It gives it to you as you need it. Mm -hmm. It starts off just pacing you out and you don't feel super constricted. You just get to start up and you're cutting plants, you're smashing pots, because if I see plants in pots, I just got to try. <laughs> yeah. Years of playing yeah. Zelda, every other adventure game, destroy everything. Yep. There's a dollar bill in here. I need it. <laughs> and it's pretty streamlined in the beginning. It gets you where you need to go to get the yep. story going. So it's really nicely done in the beginning. Easy to get hooked on it right away, right? Yeah, I, that was my experience. The overall look of the game... I love that. I'm kind of a sucker for that aesthetic, that like hand sketched kind of almost cartoony, but not too kiddish. Yeah, it kind of, oh man, it it almost reminded me of Ed, Ed and Eddie without the wavy lines. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of similar. Um, the look of the characters, like with, they have goofy eyeballs, funny facial expressions, and then you get this upbeat like really driven music mm-hmm. throughout and it changes as you go to different areas. It reminds me a little bit of Castle Crashers. Oh yeah. Yeah. It I gives get that vibe. me a yep. similar vibe. 
Um, it's almost like a slightly cleaner looking version of Castle Crashers. Like there's a little more detail in this one. Yeah, they overall. do pack a lot into the areas, don't they? But it 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 did give me that vibe, and I love that game too. Yeah. I like the silly stuff. It cracks me up. I laughed a lot <laughs> as I was playing this it game. Is really, just goofy. the dialogue in it is great. Randy the Rad. Yeah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he like screams every time he sees you. I love how like some characters just look really derpy, and it's great. So within an hour and a half of playing it, I was able to get the gist of the story and like what I needed to do and start dungeoneering. I had unlocked four characters and leveled up a few times. Yeah, the forms. You feel like you're getting somewhere right away. Yeah, yep. It, they start you off with the rat, like I said, and yes. then like very quickly you go through the tutorial dungeon, and pretty much immediately after that, it's okay. You unlock two new new, new forms immediately, and then you can kind of start feeling it out how what you like, what you don't like. So each time you play as a character and you level up their skill, you get a star for that. And collecting stars is what gets you to different dungeons. Yeah, yep. So I started collecting a bunch of stars for completing different objectives as each character. And I was able to go to the first castle and get a gem shard. And then this is where the game like surprised me and threw a curveball of different types of damage and different wards on enemies. So you have to use different characters with different skills to hit them according to what ward they have on them. And then you can do any kind of damage on them. But it added this like difficulty towards it that really upped the ante a little bit mm-hmm. because you have to think things through a little bit more. And I really liked that. Yeah. And I want to I wanna clarify this because I did touch on like the dungeons really make you force you to mix and match abilities, yeah, right? Right. So let's start with the stars every pretty much every quest you get you get like a a star key or something which you use to unlock the higher level dungeons you got to do that but with all the forms you have specific form quests that level up the form specifically to unlock all of their abilities so you can use them and then once you start mixing and matching all that you come into that like you said that special dungeon what they have is called a ward you have to do a specific kind of damage to break the ward, and then you can just just wail on them, and they have no choice but to accept it. Yeah, like there's sharp damage, blunt damage, yep. light damage, poison damage. Um, just just adding this to it, this extra layer, really made it go from being almost a little easy to hey, I actually have to plan yeah. this out and think this yeah. through a little bit, uh-huh. which which made it better. Like, it didn't frustrate me at all. It was more fun to go into a dungeon and start seeing the different enemies that were there and what you needed to do, and then trying to figure out, well, okay, I'm good with this character, and I can mix and match these abilities with them, and you keep unlocking more and more things constantly. All, it's, all the time. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even get a chance to play as every character I've unlocked, because you're I don't know. It's so hard for me, especially I'm the kind of player that when I unlock somebody, I'm, I'm like, oh, I want to level this guy up. And then as you're doing that, you're unlocking more people and you're like, oh, my God, like there's so you, much to do. And I, I watched. But you it's play, fun because you also like to like once you like a character and know how to play it, oh, you like to stick with that in this game literally forces you to mix it up to be able to successfully get through the different special dungeons. But. See, this is this is where you and I differed in playing. Yeah. You like to keep going and like trying to advance your stuff as you go to new dungeons. Me, 
I played a dungeon I knew very well over and over and over again to get all my form quests maxed out. So that's why I never like I forgot about the fact you need stars to unlock dungeons because I always maxed out my form quest until I got to the point where I couldn't actually level them up. And that the was only me. The thing that kind of deterred me from that was the dungeons that I have done mm-hmm. seem too easy and I would have to run through like 70 billion times. Yeah, that can happen. I'm the kind of player where I'm like, it's not enough XP to make it worth it. Like, that reminds me of Pokemon, where it's (laughs) like, I'm not going to go back to the very first area. I'm going to go some level two Rattata. Yeah, I'm going to leave this level three Metapod alone. Let me go. (laughs) I mean, I'm willing to die a few times if I'm trying to beat a level 60. Like, that's how I think of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to get the most XP for my buck, for my time, Mm -hmm. for my effort, right? So... I, I did that a little bit. I did go through a dungeon a little bit just to kind of get used to a character that I wasn't really, like, wasn't quite vibing with the right way the first time around. And then, Some of them like, take a minute. Yeah, they're all, they're all pretty different from each other while still being, I mean, the controls are very similar, but then you add in the mixing and matching of abilities that you have, and it can take you a minute to remember, like, oh yeah, I can also do this. It, it it makes it so much fun though and like i was telling you on the couch last night i was like i had this dungeon that i was having trouble with and then i i realized like a way that i could mix and match some abilities on my horse character and i'm like this game makes you feel really smart because watch this <laughs> just gallop through a bunch of enemies i put the rats poison as a passive ability so i poison all these enemies as i gallop through mm-hmm. and then the rat also has another ability where you can detonate them if they're poisoned so then i just gallop through as my horse super fast press a button boom they explode and then anybody Clear who out the isn't room. poison gets more poison damage and they probably activate the poison that wasn't fully on them in the first place like, um, it's, it's a You're good just chain. like I'm a genius. Watch this. <laughs> it makes it. It's just Look a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There was just a lot of cool things about this game. Um, I love the pickups in this game. There's a lot of them. There's mm-hmm. different food items for health. Obviously, like turnips, turkey legs, and chocolate bars. The money. It can be coins. It can be bills. It can be gems. Like there's different types of coins. It it they put so much detail into every little thing. And everything matters. like It does. And it's balanced really well. There are times when you're really like trying to find some food, some health, you need it, and it's just going to barely feed you a little bit, you know? Yep. But it never feels like you get totally screwed over. You can usually find some here or there. And then money, it's money's useful. There's a shop where you can buy more abilities and things like that. It's never scarce. Yeah, the passives from him. The unique yes. passives, which can come in very handy. Yes, like uh, delaying poison damage and things like that. And it's like you said, uh, everything's important. So the money, you use it, you can buy new passive abilities as you uh, progress through the game. New ones appear in the shop. You can buy what are called repeatable quests. Yes. Which is just like, open so many treasure chests, walk so far. Uh, kill so many enemies every time you do one of these you get experience that makes your base overall level go up and then there's also stat bonuses like straight up like hey you want more Better physical defense. attack more magical attack yep. more health like and there's only a limited amount of those but if you buy everything and i can tell you this he will always sell upgrade tokens yes always so you can always like at the end of the game you always get more money. It goes towards upgrade tokens to making all your abilities stronger. It's always useful to pick it up. 
So for as much as there is to this game, like I said, I was really impressed with how balanced out it is. It feels yeah. like you get enough of everything, but not too much. And nothing feels scarce. And everything feels like it has a purpose, too. Sometimes in games, there's like a, a money system or a coin system. And if there's a lot of it, like Mario games, mm -hmm. especially like Super Mario Odyssey is a good example. Gets to the point where like regular coins... You're like, I don't even need these. I just grab them because I'm Pavlovian trained to grab these coins. <laughs> Get that nice. Yeah. Game I mean, song, you really yeah. you like buy stickers for your ship and like you like doing that. But to me, I'm like, it doesn't help me play better. So I don't really give a shit. Mm -hmm. But this game, it actually matters. Oh, always. And it's easy to find, but not too easy. You have to work for it a little bit. Yeah, it it's. It feel, how do I put it? It feels like you are always making progress. Yes. That's the thing. Always. Always making progress. And like, even where I... Even am, if you die, you still made progress. Yeah. Even where I am at in the game, at uh, I've beaten it, uh, the main story. I haven't beaten the DLC yet, but I've beaten the main story and I've gotten all the original stuff unlocked, but I don't have it all maxed out. So like, you start just purchasing things like you're like i'll have like three guys that like these are my ideal builds that i use for everything unless mm -hmm. i get into a specialized area right, right. and so even th though i have that it's like okay i got all these upgrade tokens when i s decide to switch it up for some reason well let's just level everything up i got the upgrade tokens to spare i got the extra money it never feels like i have wasted my time playing yeah. this game you never waste a minute. After that first castle, you get like a gem shard and you find out there's more throughout the game that you mm -hmm. got to find. And that's when the game really blows wide open. I had no idea it was as big as what it is. <laughs> yeah. And you see this map and they like give you the first two castles to try to go to, but there's more. And like just exploring the area, walking around, finding like different pathways to get here and there. There's quick travel portals. It's totally open world in the way of you can go anywhere you want good luck you might walk into something that's like way past your level but <laughs> yep. i like that about it like you get to just go screw around there's no order to things yep. if you can it's figure pretty all free. the way there you can get in trouble yeah yeah <laughs> and if you're tough enough and keep trying you might just pass through it's it's really fun that way i did notice i wondered if you would notice this when you played like mm -hmm. dungeons if you go in and then if you die or leave and come back later, the layout changes a little bit. Yes. Yep. That's how it's every time you go into a dungeon, it is randomly generated. The boss fight at the end or whatever the boss like enemy rush that'll happen in the regular dungeon. Du uh, excuse me. The enemy rush that'll happen at the end of regular dungeons will always be the same. And the enemies in the dungeon will always be the same type of enemies. Yes. But the layout is different every time you go through. It keeps the game fresh. Which which I have to say made it kind of nice when I w was grinding all the forms. Yes. I was just running the horse dungeon. It's like an easy dungeon you can burn through, right? Yeah. I was running that over and over again, but every time felt a little fresh because like it wasn't laid out the exact same every time mm -hmm. until I got to the very end fight and it's like okay I know it's gonna happen the other you know? awesome thing is in every dungeon there's a quick travel portal from the beginning to that end so if you yeah. make it to the end where the boss is you can just scoot on back to the beginning in a second yep walk out walk back in start defeating enemies all over again or if you fail at the boss you start right at that portal at the beginning and you can jump right to the boss again you don't have to go through the whole dungeon again yep they really oh that's fantastic focused on making the fun quick and like 
relatively painless. Like you, you feel like you can jump right back in where you are almost like every time. It doesn't matter. It, it's just, it feels good, man. It, it does. <laughs> right? It's so nice. A lot of games don't give you that courtesy, mm-hmm. and it just. I wonder why, because it does. It makes it so much less painless when you know that you don't have to go through everything you just did for an hour all over again, Mm -hmm. unless you want to. It's totally your choice. I think this is the thing. I understand that some games, you want death to feel dangerous. You don't want it to happen. Like, if I die, I have to run through this whole dungeon again. Mm -hmm. So it really forces you to play in a certain way. This game, that's not what this game is about. Coming in, mixing and matching the abilities of the form and having fun with that. That's Mm -hmm. the whole point of this game is you unlock cool stuff. You're getting further. You're getting stronger. What kind of fun things can you come up with? The game forces you sometimes to try to mix and match, but it also gives you the option most of the time to just be like, hey, I think these two abilities might have some synergy Let's see what happens. And if it works out, like you said, you added the poison passive, the run and the poison explosion. And all of a sudden you have like a quick little loop you can do. You made a combo, right? Yep. That's what this game is about is finding those combos and finding how fun it is and how useful it can be. Even if it's something silly. like Oh there, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of silliness in this game. There's a knight and you also unlock a magician. Mm-hmm. One of the magician's skills is he can pull rabbits or sometimes randomly a tiger out of his hat yep. that come, they're your allies and they fight with you for a short period of time until they run out of health. So as the knight, I put that as his extra ability. So I'm running around as the knight and pulling rabbits and tigers <laughs> out of my hat. They're attacking. Yep. It's it's so much fun to figure that out. You can be a turtle. You can be a ghost. I just unlocked a zombie. I haven't even gotten to try it yet. There's so much. And it's just, it's fun. It is so fun. Well, yeah, like you were the knight. So you have a little bit beefier health. You do yes. physical damage. You had bunnies and tigers running around. <laughs> and then you had the passive ability that when ever a familiar you have dies, it does a light explosion damage. So even when they die, they're a useful attack. Yes. Like it, it there's so many different combos you can make, and I'm sure people have I'm sure you can find a Reddit or some, you know, gaming page where like here's some our best combos we found, but honestly, you don't really need to. They give you some hints in the game sometimes and other times it's just fun to try things out. It's really unique to mix everything up Mm -hmm. i don't have a complaint about this game i mean the worst thing about it which is very minor is there is a radio menu on it if you want to transform quickly the quick transform yes you can also you know press your pause button and transform that way which when things are hectic i just do it like that because trying to get the right character on a radio menu especially when you've unlocked a bunch just makes me panic more that's just me i don't know i I, I also think this is this is my problem with this particular radio menu i don't mind that it doesn't slow down time because it's supposed to be quick and because of the very instantaneous drop in drop out co-op you can do co-op which is super nice anybody like our son jumped in and had fun and had me help you know rolls out through uh 
one boss. Well, he was playing, but then he wanted to eat. Yeah, so. that, I guess that's true. He's you, like, Dad, you, you do it. Yeah, and so you took his place for a minute. But yeah, co-op in this game is super easy, super convenient. But the radial menu is set up by whatever your most recent transforms are. So it takes, yes. and that's what irritates me. I wish I could set it up how I want, mm-hmm. then I would just know. I would get used to like, okay, I go this way, it's my robot. I go this way, it's a dragon. Yep. I go up, it's a magician. You know, that is my only complaint about this game. Seriously, this is my only complaint. And it's about a minimal game. one because, like I said, you don't even have to use it if you yeah, don't want to. Use the to. pause menu, especially when you're in, like you said, in a tight situation and you need to make sure you get the character you want. And a lot of times, sometimes you want to put a certain ability on that character to yeah. help you out, you know? Right. So you can do that because you can switch it instantly. Yep. Small complaint. <laughs> really small. That's like the only thing that's being super picky and it really didn't bother me. Like it never made me angry. It's just. Like I was saying, I think that's kind of a me thing. I just kind of hate radio menus. Yep. I used it a little bit once in a while if I wasn't panicking with like a million enemies on my butt. But when I was, it's nice to have a second to like breathe, make sure I got everything lined up, (laughs) unpress that button and come in and wreck everything around me to the best of my abilities. Right. Everything else about this game was awesome. The music was so good. It was fun. You're bopping your head to it as you play. I love the art. I love the detail. I never saw any weird stuff happen with glitches or anything. The game never, I mean, it works super smoothly. Load times are super quick. Even even a, if you go to a different area and it has to load, you just get this cute little scene of like your character running. Just doofy walking like. <laughs> All the characters move differently. Like the ranger, you know, she's booking it. But then you get like the magician and he's just prancing through the screen. Like <laughs> yeah. It's just it's so enjoyable. Your little turtles just moving slowly, looking like he hates life. <laughs> and I do want to speak a little on the uh, DLC that happened. That just recently came out. I think Frozen Hearth is what it's called, if I recall correctly. And this DLC comes with two new forms, but the whole premise is essentially a bunch of challenge rooms that really makes you think about building a specific character for this room to figure out the puzzle. Right. One of them's like... Uh, uh, almost like a tower defense. You got to stop these guys from getting to the end. There's one where you just got to survive a super long time. There's one where you need certain kind of wards to get through. It, it the DLC focuses on what made the main game fun and finding builds that works. And is it tough? Yeah, it's tough. It actually is pretty hard. <laughs> but when you succeed, it makes it that much more rewarding in that case. This game is surprisingly hard sometimes. It can be. Certain dungeons are real tough. But if you get the, like, usually there's one or two skills in every dungeon. If you figure that out, you're good. I'm pretty sure there's one dungeon eventually that is a one-hit kill dungeon. Everything dies in one hit. But if you have the egg passive, which only makes it so that you can't lose more than a third of your health per hit or less as you level it up, guess what? You're not going to die in one hit. <laughs> you get to be an egg as a character, Which is, way. yeah, just don't roll into walls. It doesn't like that. <laughs> I got to play a dungeon where 
all of the enemies had 1.2 times health, and if you heal, they also heal. Yeah, which is fun. I like that. It's very challenging sometimes. This game can be, like, after I got through that first, like, big step and the game opened up, it got surprisingly hard at points, but it never, ever frustrated me. Because, like you said, you're always still getting somewhere. Kind of like a roguelike game, but it's not really that. Uh It's just that you're always improving your skills and you're leveling up. Even if you're dying, you still got some XP running as far as you got. So it just it flows really well and you want to keep trying and trying again. Like I never wanted to quit. I'm kind of sad because I don't want to move on to a different game. <laughs> I have so much more to do in this one. There's yep. like a thieves guild. There's like a wizards guild. They all have objectives. There's and a mercenary like yes. night guild. I, yep. It's it's wild. It's like there's so much to do. I mean, I could probably play this game for a lot longer. I think you are currently. I'm not even halfway. I don't know. You're not halfway. I think you're about a third. And I, I really tried to put in my time. It was a little tricky. It's been Thanksgiving and everything. And now it's Christmas Holiday season. season. Yeah. What do you do? Right? Yeah. So, but when I got to play, I was putting in a couple hours at least because I didn't want to stop. No, it, usually it's like, hey, I can't see straight. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, talking about all the different guilds, like, you can pick up side quests from all these guilds, all of these random characters you come across. Yeah. But this is just a nice little feature touch. Whatever form you turn into, those form quests automatically go to the top of your little quest list. So you can always see what you need to do for that specific form and whatever you're currently trying to, excuse me, do at the moment, which is really like it. Stuff like that. That's a nice little touch. Like, it just makes your life a little easier. Yep. I didn't even get overwhelmed with having, like, two pages of (laughs) of objectives. Yeah, there's a lot. normally would freak me out, and I just kind of kept adding more and more. You had one moment where you opened it up, like, after you hit the Thieves Guild, and I was, was, like, watching you, and you're like, oh, my God. And then, like, you kind of just kept playing, and you're like, oh, this isn't that bad. It's not a big deal. It, Uh, It... it doesn't like hold your hand, but it helps you as much as it needs to. Like you said, it's always there. You can read the description. If you look on your map and you hover over a point and it's it's going to tell you like, this is where that uh, that certain objective is. If you want to figure it out, go here. It's it's not giving it to you, but it's not making it so you can't remember where in the hell you saw or met this person and where yeah. you need to go. No, you always know Because where you when go. a game is bigger, like again, Skyrim. I'd get objectives and I'd be like, I don't even know where I was when I got that. There's no way I'm finding my way back. I don't even know who, I don't remember what they look like. This is not going to happen. Yeah, it doesn't say in the quest, like, go back to this town. Yeah, you're just, I I was just done there. It was like, I'm not going to ever complete this. One of my favorite quests that you did Uh uh, is from the Thieves Guild. And uh, you get a quest from the guy and he's like, hey, we got, we got, I want to steal these daggers. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he leads you outside the shop in town and he tells you, hey, this guy is going to put on an awesome deal where he's selling daggers for five bottle caps. I want you to buy four daggers, but it's only one dagger per person. So basically the whole premise is you change forms as you go in to get these daggers. And the guy's like, yeah, 
it's such a deal. It's practically like stealing. And you know, like that's not, it's just like a stupid joke. It's really good it. at being a thief. Yeah, right. So as long as you have four different humanoid forms, if you try to pass off as a snail, it doesn't work. Yeah, but I don't sell the snails. Animals can't get in here. Yep. Oh, yeah, that so one was, good. I mean, it, there's just a lot of funny things like that in this game. Like I said, it made me laugh out loud quite a few times. Yeah, I enjoy definitely. the dialogue. There's, it. They did a good it's job great. with it. And I actually, like, I like running into Randy. Like, he's Randy so, the Rad. He's, he's your nemesis. Yeah, he's like your 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 rival or, yeah. you know, and he's all angry every time you run into him. And he's just like, <laughs> just the worst things happen to him. And it's just like, I kind of feel bad for him, but it's also just hilarious. <laughs> oh. So I guess I just wanted to uh, check, like, what, what form? I know you like mixing and matching. But was there a particular form oh. that you really enjoyed jumping into? How did into? I not think about this? You told me you'd always ask me. I warned you after we recorded the first half. I'm probably going to ask you. <laughs> you got so in the game you forgot. Well, how about an easy one? Oh, it's just so hard because they all do different things. I really got attached to the ranger for a while because she's long range. But once you know how to do it, it's super useful. But the rat comes in clutch so much with his poison abilities and, and his consume gnaw. heal. Yes. Yep. But I was really also starting to enjoy the horse a lot. He's mm-hmm. a little bit harder to use because he has a back kick. So you have to face the right direction when you're kicking yep. around. <laughs> but like I said, when I started mixing and matching... And adding poison to them, where I just gallop through people, poison them, and then explode them with it. I mean, it's hard to pick one character. Yeah, because especially by the the end of the game, it's not doesn't really feel like one character. It right. feels like one basic attack, and this is how it looks, and this is all the other people's stuff I've added to it. You know, and the magician's kind of fun. His I his, like him. his main uh, skill is like pick a card, and he's just chucking cards at people. <laughs> yeah. King, queen, jack, one, two, you know, like. And uh, pulling rabbits and tigers out of his hat. I don't think I have a favorite. That's a fair point. I think, like I said, the main part of the game is mixing and matching, so. I mean, I even love the turtle just like scooting around in your your shell and then spraying water on everybody. Your your attack is you basically are a Koopa shell and you just swing it yourself. I... Uh, I just, this game is so fun. What do you give it out of 10? Let's go with that. 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10. This game was just perfect. (laughs) Like I said, I I mean, there isn't a complaint about it. I loved the way that it got you going. I love how big it is. I like how open and free it is. I like how challenging it is, but it doesn't feel too hard. Again, I don't know who wouldn't like this game. It would be wild to me to see somebody play it and be like, this game is kind of lame. I can't see that. I'm not sure who would. I can't really think of I don't know like, what kind of player would really hate this anybody game. Anybody can jump in and play and enjoy it. And if you wanted to just play it two player with somebody, it's you can jump in and not literally the you press want. of it's, a button, uh, you're in the game and you can do everything that player one can do. Yep, and you have access to everything yes. whoever the save the game does. So it's uh, easy to save. Like I don't know. There's, yeah, just you just, run up to a crystal, saved. That's all it takes. It's super it's nice. So much fun. Well, I loved it. It was a very good choice. I I think so. I was thinking about lots. Like of I said, things. I don't want to stop. I'm kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll probably want to make time. In. <laughs> oh, I hope so. No. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to add before I move on to our I end game? I don't think here? so. 
I just enjoyed it a lot. It was a really good choice on your part. It always makes me feel good. I I definitely. I thought can't this believe had you potential. were sleeping on this game this whole time. This game's awesome. Yeah, I was. I was excited about this one. I love this one. All right. Well, I want to say thanks to Ray, brother Ray, for our caricatures. Enjoy them every time. Thank you for the music. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, I also want to give a shout out to a Mike Afton, uh, your username. You left a comment on our videos Thank and you. you deserve a shout out. Yay. I appreciate that. So uh, we appreciate it. It's nice to see more and more people are listening and we hope that we get you guys pumped about trying out some different stuff. Yeah, or just fun to hear other people excited to play things that you might already enjoy. One uh, of our good friends actually listened to me talk about how much I hated Grounded and he was like, that sounds like an awesome game. I'm going to play it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we played and, it. Yeah, you guys have been playing it. And, I, you know, I watched. I, like, looked up at the screen. And your guys' place that you were building was absolutely fantastic. And I was like, I did not get everything out of this game. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. Because yep. I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But it was cool to see that, hey, I mean, my opinion is worth beans. It's just me, you know, trying different things out. Maybe if there's somebody in your life that it's also hard to get them to game with you, maybe we'll be alike and you can get an idea of what you can convince them to play with you. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. But it's nice to see people trying out stuff. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, there'll be a question on Spotify. Feel free to leave a comment. We uh, appreciate it. Or if you have suggestions for games you'd like me to make Rose try. <laughs> and even if I have to play it first, I'll definitely give her a go. But... I think that's the end. Yep. I'm Matt. And I'm Rose. And this has been co Mode. You keep gaming with your bestie. Ta-ta! Ta-ta!